Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the H2P Podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm your host, Chris Carter, the Pit Beat writer for DKPittsburghSports.com, as well as Steelers writer, analyst, all the things. We're going to take a step back because there's some big news that came out. And that's about the college football playoff. It's being reported. It's been reported everywhere from... The Athletic to ESPN, to I think Sports Illustrated broke it. I forget who broke it, but the the college football playoffs are looking to be expanded to twelve teams in the upcoming year. Now they've got a this this is a proposal that's going to the college football playoff board. It still has to be approved, but it's looking positive that it might happen. And of course, when this went out, it was it just sprung debates everywhere. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is bad. This show is going to be a weighing of the pros and cons and where I stand on this on this being the college football playoffs expanding to 12 teams. Now for some details before we start pontificating on how we feel, here are some of the details of what we understand of this proposal. First of all, the, the proposal came of a subcommittee that involved SEC, SEC commissioner, Big 12 commissioner, um, Notre Dame's athletic director and a few other guys. Um, but this is something that's been talked about and thrown around, and it looks good that it's going to pass. But this 12-team playoff format, this would be something new. Of course, the the, the college playoff, college football playoff format came in for Division One schools at four teams, and it's been that for several years now. And it's done astounding success. But everyone's always kind of wondered, what if you made this like an actual tournament and not just like the final four automatically? Now, according to this proposal, the this would call for the bracket to include the six highest ranked conference champions and the six highest ranked teams as determined by the college football uh, selection committee. Now, to clarify, they do say that no conference would autom- would qualify automatically and that there would be no limit on the number of participants from a conference, according to this proposal. Now, I know that might sound a little confusing because you're probably thinking, well, wait a second. If no one's guaranteed to make it, why are the six highest ranked conference champions? Hey, okay, here's, here's, the, here's what they're saying here. Is that... Of the co- the people who the team are the programs that win their conferences, all the conference champions, those six teams that are the highest ranked college cha- conference champions, will be put into the bracket. 
And then after that, they will have the six remaining highest-ranked teams as determined by the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. So that's where you're going to get your your at-large bids. Now, that format, pretty interesting there. How it seems to have worked as as you go through this proposal and what it continues to look at is it says... uh, for the 12-team format, the four highest-ranked conference champions would be that would be seated one through four, and they get a first-round bye because obviously 12 isn't like 16, eight, or four. You're going to need some maneuvering or build, maneuvering around a bit there. It's the old. It's really the old uh, NFL playoff format with 12 teams, six from each conference. Now they have seven on each conference in the NFL. But first, top four teams receive a first-round bye. Again, like the NFL, teams 5 through 12 would play each other in the first round on the on the home field of the higher-ranked team. So now college football playoff games would be in, there, there would be a home stadium element. It wouldn't just be like the normal bowl season where they go to some stadiums they would never else play, play in for any other reason. And then the quarterfinals and semifinals would be played in bowl games, and so that's when the bowl games would come about. And then the national championship game would remain at a neutral site. And also the, because you're probably also wondering about the time frame of this, the games themselves, the first round games, would happen about two weeks after college football championships or conference championships have concluded. With the quarterfinals being played around January 1st, the New Year's Day games would be the quarterfinals, and then they'd roll they'd roll on from there to progress for the semifinals and then eventually the actual college football championship. So all this sounds really good, in my opinion. I've been a proponent. Uh, when I was a kid, I was just like, a playoff. Why can't we just watch a playoff? I, I didn't understand that why it had to be this bowl system other than we just wanted to stick to the old ways. But wouldn't it be better to give all these different conferences all these different chances to match up with each other? That's the magic of what I still think is the best tournament in all sports, March Madness and basketball. Yes, there's the craziness of their 64 teams and 68 teams, however many teams there are now, because they have these extra play-in rounds. But the magic of it is when you see this team from this conference that would never play this team from this other conference, and they have all these stories, and they're interwoven, and they're going to play, and then the very next day, you know, the very next day or two days later, they're going to play another team in the, in, the, in, the, in the opening rounds. And then as they progress through, you keep getting those kind of stories. With the college football playoff, you get two rounds of that. And oftentimes, it's the same three teams plus a bonus. And you pretty much have an idea which two teams are going to make the college football final. So, expanding it only makes sense. Now, I was a proponent of, and I think I've said before, just on random podcast platforms over the years... I've always preferred, I thought a six-team playoff would be perfect. You can get your five Power Five conference champions, and then an at-large bid. The top two teams get buys. The the four teams duke it out. Then you roll to 
the uh, the four team format in the in the second round, and then you have three rounds. But twelve, basically, you just doubled my idea with the top four teams. So this way, you get your Ohio State, your Clemson, your Alabama, but then other teams who might have deserved a shot might get in there. Maybe last year, the way Northwestern plays played, maybe they get a shot. Maybe Iowa State gets a shot. You know, you'd have your Notre Dame and Clemson from last year, but maybe a Cincinnati Bearcats get a shot. It only further diversifies the playing field. And you're going to get really interesting play-in games. And here's my other thing. Even though those those top four teams get buys, when you force those top teams to play more games, there are more chances for upsets. But when they're when you got to play one or two games... You're gonna, they're they're going to have a better chance to walk through the, the playoffs, and that's what I think the only thing that's holding back the college football playoffs from being as big as March Madness. Although I'd say that viewership-wise, it probably is as, as big, but being as iconic and crazy and as exciting as what March Madness has been. But there's a few other elements I want to discuss here: pros, cons, how everything would put ways together. We'll talk about that right after the break. Here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, talking all things pit football, but we're today we're talking more about this college football playoff expansion discussion because, as I said in the previous segment, they're talking about expanding to 12 teams. There'll be a meeting in Chicago next week. It seems like it's going to be approved. So let's not pretend that this is about anything else other than what it's actually about, right? Because some people are like, oh, this is to get more teams and opportunity and this, that, and the third. And yes, it is. And yes, it is. But what is the root reason to all of this? Like, it's the root for most decisions out there. Money. And I've said this for years, is that college football, the NCAA, is just leaving millions upon millions, heck, billions of dollars on the table by not expanding their college football playoff system. Case in point. In 2020, the most watched primetime telecasts of the year was, of course, the Super Bowl. And again, this is 2020, so think 2019 season ending for some of these football games because these are the playoffs. But the, 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 the Super Bowl, of course, is number one. They had 102 million viewers. They had the NFC Championship game between the Niners and the Packers that had about 44-ish million then it was the Packers Seahawks basically the first five are all just the playoffs the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl and that's pretty consistent in fact I remember looking this up at the end of at the end of the year last year and seeing I think like 72 of the top 100 broad primetime telecasts of 2020 as far as viewership 72 were sporting events 69 of those 72 were NFL games. Not the NBA, 
Not Major League Baseball. Definitely not the NHL. They're like closer to WNBA when you actually look at their numbers. But the other three sporting events were all three college football playoff games. And the, first, the, the one coming in first was the college football championship between LSU and Clemson. Which came out to about, oh, 25 million, almost 26 million viewers. And even this past year, with the limitations of, you know, the pandemic and everything going on, it still got a big haul, the college football playoff championship. And again, it was it was a blowout. Alabama showed Ohio State it was they weren't messing. It was fifty-two to twenty-four, and it was what we expected to happen. Still had averaged about eighteen point six five million viewers. Now, uh, for clarity, the pandemic hit all sports like this. The NFL's numbers went down. The NBA's numbers went down. All sports took a took a hit from this at some point, but the it's also because people are cutting the cords. There's a whole other discussion about why that happened. But there's still a ton of money left out here. There's four college football playoff games. And they are, excuse me, three college football playoff games between four teams. Now you expand that to 12 teams. So now you'd have four in the first round. Four games in the first round. Four games in the second round once you bring in the four teams that have been waiting. Then two in the semifinals and one in the championship. Now you have 11 games to put on this stage. And you start, and the quarterfinals will be on New Year's Day, which is when everyone wants to watch these, these big games anyways. What about that doesn't make sense? It's going to make a killing. Everyone's going to stop and watch because everyone wants to see the college football playoffs. They will be, this, they will be the next biggest event to the NFL playoffs. Football is king. But there are cons to this situation. I do think there's a lot of people that are very worried about, oh, what about this that's going to be unfair? For one, it is an extra strain on unpaid players and the things that they're going to have to do. I do agree that that is, that is a very true take about this. It's going to further consume these, these athletes' lives with having to worry about a, a longer offseason and a longer season, period. Those are things to be concerned with. But it's also going to give a lot of these programs opportunities that they never had before. Like I brought up before, Cincinnati was ranked 8th last year. They finished at the top of the conference. They, they They would have been in this playoff system. You'll also give those smaller conference teams that normal normally never made it. Imagine if those Boise State teams that everyone always wanted to... Get, have a shot at the national title over the years. Imagine if they made this playoff and they made a hot run. The Cinderella story it would be and the beautiful things it would cause for college football and for football in general. All those things are on the table right here. Now, there are some, uh, <laughs> there are some, some interesting interactions and takes on, on, on the college football playoffs about what are the pros and cons. Um, 
Stuart Mandel, athletic, editor-in-chief of The Athletic, says the pros of no conferences being guaranteed anything is that it prevents a 7-5 pit scenario. First of all, Stuart, ow. You didn't have to like just call out the Panthers like that. What'd they ever do to you? He said, but the big con is that if I'm Oregon, why would I schedule a tough uh, out-of-conference schedule and risk going nine and three when I could win the Pac-12 and and still uh, winning the Pac-12 and still not make it? See, you could say that about every system, right? Because people always complain about that every year. Why is Alabama playing East Carolina or whoever they're beating up on that year? Uh, I think East Carolina is one of the better ones. But you, you get my point. There's going to be questions like that in whatever system you choose. So my thinking is here is, look, I don't think that really matters. You're going to schedule who you're going to schedule. And I think we've seen time and time again, if you play the big dogs and you beat the big dogs, you get the rewards of beating the big dogs. Now, if you lose to the big dogs, it might not weigh as much if they really are a big dog. Like, say you say you schedule Alabama and they beat you. But you win your conference and you go throughout the rest of the year. You're going to get that respect. And I think that they're, that they you probably would get that shot. And I know... There's still going to be complaints about who didn't get in and who missed it and who deserved, blah, blah, blah. That's still going to happen. But when you open it up to this, now all these other programs are going to get these chances that they never got before. And yes, a program like Pitt would have a better chance. Now, not that Pitt is ready to be a top 12 team in the NCAA. They ain't been that in over a decade, two decades even. But this would give a program like Pitt, a program like Cincinnati, a program, you know, like, you know, Virginia Tech. Programs that they're not going to be able to bang with Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State and all these other programs. And there might be one of those programs that they they stumble upon a great quarterback prospect or someone that just gets them hot for like two, three years and then disappear. And then you just don't see that again for a while. But... Oftentimes, you'll see those kind of things, those kind of programs pop up, and they won't get the opportunity. Why? Because there's only, there used to be only two teams in the, in the, in the get a, who get a shot at the championship, and for the past several years, there's really only four teams. Now there's twelve. You have a much better chance. You get those teams playing for each other, and then also you're going to get more players who are sitting at there looking at it. You know what? I'm not playing some meaningless bowl game. I'm going to stay in. I'm not going to opt out for the last game or two of the season. I'm going to play because we got something to play for if there's a playoff. And again, when that happens, more people are tuning in. It just makes sense to do this. I've been saying for years. It makes sense to at least expand. Again, I was cool with six. Eight would have even worked. Twelve, I I didn't think they'd ever try to get that big. But I think it's the right move. You're going to get so many more eyes to the screen. You're going to have so many more more fans believing that their program has a shot. And so many more teams battling out. How many more more of those late season conference games are going to matter so much more? Because... If you're hot that year, if you're Central Florida, and you know if you win out, you're getting in this year. Stuff like that's going to matter. 
And to counter Stuart Mandel's point about out-of-conference scheduling, you know, when Pitt scheduled Central Florida the other year and they, they were able to beat them or, you know, the, the big the big win that they had, you're you're going to be encouraged to, to make those kind of moves. Hey, let's go let's go play a, a reputable team because you know what these other teams, the other programs over here, they're playing those teams automatically. The Alabamas, they get the SEC. Clemson, they get the ACC. And Oregon, sorry, you're in the Pac-12, buddy. Ain't no one really been scared of the Pac-12 for quite some time since the USC days. This will also give more chances for those Big 12 teams to start going up against other programs. With other styles, we've always talked about the Big 12 football and how they just, they're high-flying with all this offense and very little defense. Well, now you're going to get more chances to see some of those teams match up in big games. Games of importance, games that actually matter. And I'm sorry, my whole life, I don't—I I didn't understand the bowl system. Why are they playing this one game that really doesn't matter? They just get a trophy and that's it. I hated it. But too much money was wrapped up in those bowl name games, and there's a lot of people afraid that they're going to lose money if they allowed the, the, the league to expand. This is a simple solution. Just make the bowl games the playoff games. That's what, that's what everyone's been saying for years. But that's why this, to me, makes the most sense. Yes, sure, there's some cons. There's a lot of questions that's going to be ironing out. There's probably going to be some egregious things that happen as far as, you know, who gets in over who and people are going to be really upset and there's going to be discussions. But you know what's, what's going to happen? You're still going to tune in. You're still going to watch. You're just going to be invested in who's ranked where every single week now, even more so. It only makes sense. Let me know if I'm crazy. I think it's a great idea. I'm all for it. I'm, I will carry the flag of a 12-team fo- college football playoff down the Penn Avenue in Pittsburgh if it means. I'll carry it right through Forbes Avenue through the college campus of uh, uh, Pitt in Oakland if I have to. I'm, 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 here, I'm here to champion it. So I'll be looking forward to if they approve this next week. We'll be talking about you more about that here on the H2P Podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, all our people who listen here on, on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember to subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And the and if you, if you give us five stars with a positive comment, it really helps out the program. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming your way here on DKPittsburghSports.com.